This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara. Featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. And a happy Thursday, Thursday to you, everybody. The final day of August 2023. So long, farewell, the summer. Coming up this morning on the show in 30 minutes, the voice of the Michigan Wolverines, Doug Karsh, is going to join us for the sounds of Saturday. Big expectations in Ann Arbor. And in 45 minutes, Houston tangles, wrestles with the big boys in Lone Star State. Year one, the Big 12. It's like sitting a skeeter on a tampon and asking it not to swell up. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all saying this, not just me because my head has been in a blender since May the 23rd, but where did that summer go? It's already September tomorrow? What the hell happened? Yikes. Too fast, too fast. Too fast, too fast. Oh, Today was the first day where I walked out to my car at 5 in the morning, and I was actually a little chilly. Yeah. And I just went, oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Now, you know, because you know now where the first cold stretch is going to come at some point at the end of September. So we're like three weeks away oh, yeah. from probably walking out in the morning, and it'll be like 45, 50 degrees. Oh, come on. No doubt. And in places north of us. It's gonna get plus near water. It's it's we're two weeks away from somebody having a, a little frost on their window. Come on! I think it already snowed up in uh, in Canada. Yeah, That's it's a just, joke. It's just not right. It's not right. It's not right. So we're gonna have Diana Rossini of the Athletic join us coming up here. She has left ESPN for a senior insider role at The Athletic, and so we're going to talk to her about that coming up one hour from now. And I'm going to ask her about this Trey Lance situation because it seems like everybody's talking about the Trey Lance situation. Lance, of course, busted out, and I say that in a bad way. In San Francisco, they traded him for a fourth-round draft pick to the Cowboys. Now he's a third-string quarterback in Dallas. Jerry didn't tell anybody, which is so Jerry. And Jimmy Garoppolo 
was asked about this. Now, Garoppolo's no longer a Niner. He's in Las Vegas with the Raiders. But he was asked about this by SI Now. Here's what Jimmy said. Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> I think it's been messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. You know, Jimmy, the comments are the comments. I'm really not concerned about his comments. Is that Shanahan? Yeah. So, clearly Garoppolo has thoughts on the Niners organization and how they handled him. And he said there's been a lot of weird decisions over there about the quarterbacks. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo has been the farthest thing from controversial. He has not been opinionated at all. People have tried to pry, including us. We've had him on a couple of years in a row. And he never wants to go down that road, ever. And you can understand why. He's trying to be a good teammate, good employee, not burn any bridges, say the right things, all that type of stuff. But now that he's gone, that's, that's as close as we've gotten to some type of opinion about how they handled him in San Francisco. Now, the reality is that Jimmy Garoppolo is limited physically. They went to a Super Bowl with him. They went to an NFC Championship game with him, but ultimately came up lame in both of them, at least in part because he was unable to get them over the hump with a big throw late. And this happened when their offense stalled in the NFC Championship game against the Rams two years ago. And when they had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl and they just could not move the chains, they could not put more points on the board late, and then the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes buzzed right by him. So, you know, they they had reasons to feel like they had to upgrade at quarterback to win a Super Bowl. In fact, the Niners are right in moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They were close, but they were not going to get ahead of the teams with great quarterbacking, unless they had a really good quarterback themselves. Maybe didn't have to be Patrick Mahomes, but they had to get an upgrade at quarterback to to win a Super Bowl, which ultimately they've been good enough to do almost for a couple of years now. So I never had a problem with them going for it with Trey Lance. Maybe they picked the wrong guy to go for it. Maybe they spent too much to go for it. But looking to go for it, I, I would never argue with the Niners trying to do so. But Garoppolo you know, had a problem. And look, Garoppolo felt disrespected. He had just led them to a Super Bowl, and then they go out and draft his replacement in Trey Lance and trade away three ones to do so. So if you're Garoppolo, you're like, wow, I'm really chopped liver around here. We just went to the Super Bowl a couple of months ago, and now you're drafting my replacement. And then they didn't want Jimmy G. They tried to push him out the door. They tried to trade him. Nobody signed him. Nobody traded for him. Ultimately, he had to come back, and then they needed him last year. So, again, he probably felt incredibly disrespected because here he is. When they need him, he steps up as well as he can. And every time that he steps up, they keep telling him, we don't need you, we don't need you. So, Garoppolo saying this is... It's not that interesting from a, of course you would feel that way. It is interesting because he's actually vocalizing it. But I think this is the thing. Is it just Jimmy G inside that organization that questions the quote-unquote genius of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? 
or are there others? I mean, Jimmy G was affected by this personally. But is it possible? Debo Samuel, George Kittle is like, what exactly are we doing at quarterback here? Because every time I turn around, we got somebody else. Now, who knows? When you're catching a pass from Jimmy G and it comes in like a nice, soft, fluttery pillow versus, you know, a, a zip on it, maybe you're like, oh, boy. Or maybe those guys love Jimmy G because, you know, look, they they won a lot of games with him. Who knows? But the fact that he says there's a lot of interesting decisions that they've made there, it does make me wonder if some of the, the shine is off of Shanahan and, and Lynch. And I would say this. Trey Lance is a completely unknown commodity. Now, he's more known to them than anybody else, but he's a complete unknown. The fact that they cut bait on him this early to recoup only a fourth-round draft pick meant they just wanted to distance themselves from that stink. From that stink. And that comes back to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan either misevaluating in a big way a draft pick or being unable to get what you can out of him anyway. You know, I mean, it's one of the two. Either they misused him or they misidentified him. It's one of the two. This is not just because Brock Purdy's seemingly very good. It's not just because of Brock Purdy. It is an admission that he's not even good enough to be the second string quarterback. That he's still so far behind that Sam Darnold is better and is not even worth having him around the third string quarterback slot, which is a little weird. They think that he's unfixable or that it's a distraction or they don't want to keep answering for him anymore or something. He seems like a good kid, so it's weird to think that they can't even afford to have him around anymore. But as great as John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are, obviously they've been very successful in finding draft picks all over the draft. And as much as I don't disagree with trying to upgrade at quarterback, this one is something that tarnishes a reputation. It is. There's no doubt. And the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is like, yeah, there's a lot of weird decisions being made over there, makes you wonder if there's just a blind spot at quarterback for them. I mean, they they lucked into Brock Purdy. Let's face it. It's a seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant pick. Nobody ever takes Mr. Irrelevant thinking, this is definitely my franchise guy. This guy's got a chance to really start for us for a long time. Nobody ever thinks that it does tarnish their reputation. Jimmy G's saying it. Nice guy, Jimmy G. It's a thirsty Thursday. Let's toast to some good stuff. Mariana is booskying to Devontae Adams to my Derek Carr, the biggest alien by proxy. Never listened to a show but knows all the characters. My Ben, my bestie, happy birthday to my Jessica. You absolutely fine a beer. Booski. She wrote that. I didn't just make that up. That's what she wrote. She wrote the full? No. Well, yes, partially. The A had the full. The B did not. But you know how it goes. You do. You know how it goes. Mariana and Jessica. Tight.
Ostrogize is toasting to Labor Day. I've got tomorrow off and Monday. I need it. Days to burn. Hashtag toast Ostrogize, Ostrogize, join the club, baby. Our one last go before the fall. Last hoorah. Hoorah. Sparks gang, what up, fellas? Toasting to my seventh grade football team. We won 36 zip yesterday. And toasting everybody who supports brothers for bogeys. The love is appreciated. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Booskies. Brothers for bogeys? Mm-hmm. Like SIGs? No, I. my guess is it's some type of golf thing that they help raise money for. Why would you want to be for a bogey when you want to be for a birdie? Well, that's true. Yeah, no, maybe it's for bogish. Maybe they're raising money for bogues. I think I'm, they are. I'm a brother for bogey, the yeah, bogey man. I feel like I'm a brother for bogey, I too. also might be a brother for bogeys for SIGs. Someone's got to pay for all those trips he goes on. Mm-hmm. Squishy Liquid is toasting toast. Your Pizza Hut rant got me nostalgic for those old cracked glass plastic cups. My grandma... Long gone at a small diner when I was five. After church, I'd get cinnamon toast and a big chocolate milk in those cups. Give that to my kids on her birthday yearly. Booski! Hashtag toast em. Cinnamon toast is really good. And it's a shame that there's a generation of people that think of cinnamon toast as only a cereal cinnamon toast crunch. Because just having toast peat the body with some nice butter and then you sprinkle cinnamon on top. That's that's a meal in itself. Or or bread with cinnamon butter. Or bread with cinnamon butter. Yes. Or toast with cinnamon butter. That's right. Or French toast with cinnamon on top. French toast in general. French toast in general. Cinnamon is so underutilized. What else do we use it for besides toast and French toast? Cinnamon Apple. challenge. Right. Apple pie. Right. Apples. That's about it, right? Coffee. People cinnamon. I put a little cinnamon, a little cinnamon in my coffee sometimes. Is that so? That is so. And a little kick. My one, the one coffee shop right next to my apartment. I, you know, this this will get me on my high horse. I hate people that are like coffee snobs. Like, oh, we don't do flavored coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, can I get vanilla ice? Uh, vanilla ice. You were thinking about <laughs> that Baby. concert after the White Sox game. <laughs> like, can I get a French vanilla? Oh, we don't do that. Or can I get a hazelnut? Oh, we don't do flavors. Oh. You want to put a little cinnamon in it? What? That's hoity. So the yeah, I was like, "What do you mean you don't do flavored coffee? What do you? Who the hell are you? Give me a little, little, little hazelnut." What is it? Like, what you is it at all? I think you put a little cinnamon in it, and I was like, "All right, I guess." And then I tried. It. I was like, "It was actually pretty good," but I still would rather have the hazelnut. Cinnamon and coffee. Okay, so we found three uses: toast or French toast, apple slash pie, and coffee. Well, it's also in a lot of baking recipes too. Is it? I guess pastries. I, yeah. Apple turnovers, but that is an apple or an apple pie type thing. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm I'm not I'm not Julia Child, so I don't know. I have no idea what, <laughs> what recipes it would be in, but I'm sure cinnamon has been a part of it. You're not Martha Stewart? It, it's usually always in the in the uh in that. Well let's uh, think about section. it. You wouldn't put it in a cupcake. You wouldn't put it in a cake, would you? Cinnamon in a cake? Possibly. I don't know. A scone. A scone. Cinnamon scone, maybe. I don't know. Bread? You don't really put it in like a loaf. That's a tough one. I, I guess I take that back. Cinnamon cinnamon swirl, bread. But Glory, again, that's a bread. Glorious Splat said in the Twitch chat, in all caps, churros, DA? 
Oh, churros. That's right. Okay, churros. Chudo. <laughs> Chudo. Pretzels. Pretzels have cinnamon on them? Yes, yes, there are some pretzels. What kind of pretzels do you eat? Cinnamon Pete? buns. Cinnamon bun. Again, we're going back to a Danish or a pastry, but yes, yeah, cinnamon bun. But, pre- but uh, there's some specialty pretzel places that have cinnamon yeah, pizza right. Nanny Ann's. Yeah, there's yeah. Nanny Ann's or Wetzel's or something. Cinnamon like dunking gla- dunking glaze. Well, I think that it's more you can either get salt on your pretzel or cinnamon on your pretzel. Either you want it salty or sweet. I've seen that before. Right. Or or a flavor. Where it'll be like a sour cream and onion, that type of thing. I still think you guys are just upset because you didn't have this during your childhood. The cin- cinnamon toast crunch is still the greatest byproduct of cinnamon. Well, we did have Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. We're not so old. There wasn't, like, regular cereal. Born in the Tetons. You guys only had Cheerios? <laughs> and no. Raisin Bran Crunch? <laughs> Corn flakes or oatmeal or porridge? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and obviously the milk after Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best part. But Golden Grahams is better. Wowie, that's an aggressive take. I that's like a bad take. Golden, I love Golden Grahams. That's a bad better. job by Pete. I'm a big honey fan. So. Better than CTC? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I I prefer Golden Grams over that. Over CTC. Yep. Is Golden Grams cinnamon? No, it's honey. <laughs> right. It's more honey. Right. That bear drips the honey on That's top. right. That's a bad take. <laughs> not a bad take. <laughs> honey Grams I, I, over I, CTC. I really don't care what you think about it. I, that's what I think. Honey grams over CTC, Pete Bellotti, too much THC to have that take. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's not like I said I like honeycombs over it. Honeycomb stinks. I'm talking about golden grams. Honeycomb stinks? Uh, not a fan. Wow. I'm a big honeycomb guy. <laughs> now, sometimes they do scrape up the roof of your mouth some something bad, something fierce. But I'm a honeycomb guy. Huh. Golden Grams over Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's an aggressive take. And if you really want a raisin cereal, Raisin Nut Bran over Raisin Bran. What's in the Raisin Nut Bran? It, it, it's, they, have, they have a coating on the uh, raisins. Okay. Uh, it's the same type of you know oats and stuff. Uh, maybe some uh-huh. almonds in there as well. Oh. The nut. Yeah. <laughs> the nut's the difference? Raisin Nut Bran versus Raisin Bran. It's all about the nut. Yep. Exactly. And how special is the nut in a raisin nut brand? Pat? Must be some good nut. Maybe the best nut. Exactly. Steven Saverna Park says, I love the women's college volleyball talk. And I've heard Pat doing Rutgers volleyball. He's great. Big Ten volleyball is the best. Thanks for the love. Hashtag toast them. But that, Steven Saverna Park, who just is one of the best dudes ever actually listens to Pat Boyle call Rutgers Volleyball. Now that, that's a... That's impressive. That's a loyal D alien right yes, there. That, that's somebody that loves them. They're, they're a little bit of Pat. Yeah. That's that's loyalty. Pat on the back. I love Pat as well. He does a great job. And he's been very, 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 very good. But... I don't know if I'm carving out time to listen to him call Rutgers Purdue volleyball. I might. I might now. I might now. Really? Yeah. Really? You got to open, open all avenues. 
<laughs> is that right? Yes. <laughs> Avenues of what? Of listening. Of just <laughs> overall entertainment? Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to explore all options. <laughs> Can't just keep doing the same thing. You lose your mind. You know what? I'm open to all entertainment options. Dial up some Northwestern Rutgers volleyball right now to get Pat Boyle on the call. Exactly. Hey, look, that they were open to all options to put it in a stadium. That's right. Big Ten Network Plus subscription, $5 a month. You can hear me every home game starting September 13th. There you go. Okay. Mike is next up. He's in California this morning here on the show. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing, Dia? I'm good. How are you? Hey, um... So a couple of chicken recipe or uh, cinnamon recipes. Cinnamon chicken. It's a common Caribbean dish, like jerk chicken. You put cinnamon, cinnamon in it. chicken. I've good. never heard of. The best baked beans I've ever had have cinnamon in them. So a couple of non non bread recipes for you there. Wow. Okay. That's right. That's right. Baked beans. That's a big thing. Cinnamon on baked beans. Yep. Yes, that, that's a thing. Bush's baked beans, I think, has cinnamon in it. They're Bush. Good. The dog. Bush. Great. Great mascot. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> cinnamon chicken? I've never heard of cinnamon chicken. Never heard. It, it, it sounds like it would be like, I think I mentioned before, when you, uh, I tried applesauce on a pizza, it's like a little bit of the sweet and a little Apple bit of the salty. Applesauce on pizza? Yeah. You didn't tell me this. Yes, it, it was actually excellent. Really? Yeah, because it, it explores your taste buds wow. in different ways. <laughs> And, it, and you, I'm telling you, try it. Maybe try it with that slice there. <laughs> the seven-day-old slice that sits next to me at room temperature. I like how the, I like how uh, the the length of the pizza has been expanding. <laughs> Lunch. Pete's got to be stoned, by the way. <laughs> applesauce on pizza. Hey, now? Hey, don't kill it if you didn't try it. And golden grams over CTC. No, I don't want to hear it. Don't kill it if you didn't try it. All right. Now, Try it and you don't like it, then you then get back to me. Denise is in Harrisburg this morning. Good morning, Denise. Morning, DA. Love you guys. Hey, uh, Pete the Body just stole my thunder because I was going to tell you uh, first of all, cinnamon coffee cake is delicious. Okay. And then when AJ's old enough, put a little cinnamon on his applesauce. That sounds good. Yes, I've had yeah. cinnamon and applesauce. That okay. is true. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. All right. All right. So, yeah, you know what? As we've opened up Pandora's box, there is more uses for cinnamon than originally considered. Right. We want. We don't want it to go away. I think. I think this is a good, uh, a good experiment on keeping cinnamon around. Yeah. The spice rack is so weird. You know, you end up buying all these spices and you have them for one dish, and then the same spice sits in your cabinet for three years. You're like, I haven't used this since that one thing. So I we have cinnamon. I'm like, when am I ever going to use cinnamon? But these are a lot of good options. Proud of this listenership. <laughs> now, now I'm tempted for something to eat that involves cinnamon. Maybe some, maybe some cinnamon chicken. Maybe, maybe that's the dish tonight. I grew up and now live in the Hudson Valley of New York, and my hometown is like apple picking capital of the Northeast. Just apple orchards all over the place. So. I'm a huge fan of all things Apple, especially in the fall. And one thing that I'm hankering for is Apple turnover. You get mm. a fresh apple picked off the orchard, and you put that in a little flaky crust, apple turnover, you bake that a little bit, some cinnamon. So the farm stands that we have around where I grew up and, you know, the little bakeries and stuff, 
a good apple turnover. Oh, man. A good apple pie. Oh, boy. With, as someone would say, a dollop of ice cream. A dollop, that's right. Or an apple cider donut. Do, do a dollop. Little, do, little dollop will do you. Oh. When we come back on the show, Doug Carr, she's the voice of the Michigan Wolverine. Sounds of Saturday. Next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This year, like last year, the best is right here on CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up, Sounds of Saturday. We'll talk Michigan Wolverines football, but first, an update from Andrew Bokish. DA's Colts GM Chris Ballard said yesterday the team's relationship with Jonathan Taylor needs repairs. Things aren't that bad in Cincinnati yet, but Joe Burrow doesn't have the new contract he needs, and those Bengals are notoriously cheap. But at least for now, Burrow and his calf returned to practice yesterday. Jamar Chase has the review. I didn't see no hobble or nothing. You know, I didn't see really much. But from what I've seen, you know, he looks good. He doesn't look like he's having problems walking or nothing, so that's a good sign. Burrow hurt that calf July 27th. All he had done on the field before yesterday was throw before some preseason games. Gambling Pete doesn't like the game, and maybe uh-uh. you do. Utah hosting Florida tonight to open the oh, first full weekend of college football. The Utes will not have QB Cam Rising still coming back from the torn ACL he suffered in the Rose Bowl when... Penn State demolished, dominated, controlled number eight Utah in an absolute domination. Yep, in an absolute domination. Hate to see it. (laughs) Baseball last night. The Dodgers got their three-game sweep of Arizona 7-zip. A 7-3 win for the Braves in Colorado. The Rangers fell out of their first, out of their tie with Seattle and Houston atop the AL West. 
with a 6-5 loss in 10 at the Mets. And the Rays, a 3-0 win in 10 in Miami, closing their gap with the O's atop the ALEs to just a game and a half. And no goals, no assists, no win for Messi and Inter-Miami. The first clean sheet for him and them. Their first non-win together in 10 matches. The scoreless draw with Nashville SC leaves Miami 10 points from a playoff spot with 10 to go. DA, back to you. Thank you, folks. It's a thirsty Thursday, and so we are toasting to the good stuff. Hit us up on Twitter, DA on CBS. Dan of the 316 says, DA, have you checked with your pediatrician if AJ might have colic? Your experience is exactly what we had with our daughter. It does get better when he's old enough to have real baby food. No, he's not colic. We've had that checked out. He's just really demanding. He's just really really demanding and it's just like hey i'm pretty hungry right now and i'm like okay cool and then he's like you didn't get me that bottle three seconds ago so now i'm going to rip your face off dad (laughs) that's i don't know if there's a if there's a technical term for that but i wanted it three seconds ago and so now there's hell to pay dad yeah, it's cold. I want mommy. That that, that might be it. <laughs> what are you doing, you buffoon? I can't believe you created me. Get out of my way. Where's mom? What, if there is a technical term for that. By the way, Syracuse sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you went there? <laughs> By the way, your education is a farce and your career is a joke, dad. <laughs> Why are you dressed up like a hot pepper? Out of my way. Where's mom? <laughs> if, there, if there is a technical term for that medical affliction, that would be helpful. <laughs> it is time for the Sounds of Saturday. The DA Show counts down the days until the electricity of college football season returns with the game's greatest voices. It is tipped off. And Lewis going on to the Hutchins. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown, Auburn. Touchdown, Auburn. Got a block from Brown. 50, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Touchdown, Boston College. He did it. He did it. Cody did it. All the bandits out. The Bears have won! Oh my God! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. It's the sounds of Saturday, every morning on CBS Sports Radio. J.J. McCarthy from a shotgun, standing on his own 20. Has the snap. Inside handoff, Edwards, and he's got some room to the 30, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50. Can he outrun the Buckeyes? To the 30, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. 5, 4, 3, <laughs> 2, 1. Touchdown, yeah, Edwards. Yeah, baby. Five yards. Oh, my goodness. That's Wolverines radio on the call. Our next guest is the voice of the Michigan Wolverines. He's also co-host of Carson Anderson, middays at 97 won the ticket in Detroit. Joining us this morning here on the show is Doug Karsh. Doug, good morning. Good morning. I hear that music, and it's coming back to the Big Ten, and it it takes me back, man. It reminds me of the mid-'80s and Brent Musburger and Era Parsegian from Iowa City. Yeah. Chuck Long versus 
what was that Michigan quarterback's name? Jim Harbaugh. And <laughs> oh, it's great to have it's great to have CBS back in Big Ten country. Yeah, that's true. So now we've got CBS, we got the Big Ten spreading out over multiple networks, and Michigan right now is the king of the Big Ten. Before we get to the Harbaugh stuff. Wolverines fans feeling like they're high on life or smarting after the way that the season ended against TCU? Uh, a little both. Uh, you can tell that expectations are changing. Um, you know, we're coming out of a, for Michigan, what was a terrible era of, of Big Ten football to basically be owned by Ohio State for the better part of two decades. And, you know, I was around in the 90s when, when it was all Michigan and John Cooper couldn't find a way to beat Michigan. And then Jim Trestle turned that around. And so I think they're still mostly basking in the glow of back-to-back wins over Ohio State, and back-to-back Big Ten championships. But there's no doubt that the fan base wants more. And uh, quite frankly, they're bringing back a team that is fully capable of providing more. It is such an interesting reality because we spoke to Paul Keels, the voice of Ohio State, and, you know, he, he did reflect that, in Ohio State land, this is really weird to have the shoe on the other foot, to be dominated the last two years by Michigan and to be chasing the Wolverines. So that dynamic, it, it must be kind of weird for Wolverines fans as well after what you were just talking about. Yeah, everybody talked about the win over Ohio State two years ago, and I said, look, these, that's, it's a, it was a great moment for Michigan football without question, but we won't really know if things have turned for Harbaugh unless he does it two years in a row. It really was important to get a win at Ohio State last year. And it wasn't really that, I mean, it was, of course, that they won, but it was also how they did it, kind of going away at the end and just kind of a a, a slow bleed of Ohio State and mostly doing it on the ground. So, yeah, it is kind of strange to get back to this, but, you know, I've been around a long time. And in the 70s, when it was Bo and Woody, it was back and forth. In the 80s, it was back and forth. In the 90s, it was all Michigan. In the last two decades, it was almost all Ohio State. So, um, you know, we'll see what the, what the future holds. I, I don't know what happened. I mean, look, Paul probably has a better sense of what happens in Columbus if Michigan wins again. But obviously that won't be a great scenario for Ryan Day. Voice the Wolverines, Doug Karsh, is our, joy, is our guest this morning on the show. And now on to the Jim Harbaugh stuff. He's going to be out the first three weeks of the season. It shouldn't really affect much, should it, considering the opponents? So, no, it shouldn't. But, you know, in a close game, it's not just that Jim Harbaugh is out. It's everybody's role changes. Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, who did a great job last year, he'll be the acting head coach this week. So Steve Klinkscale, who's a co-defensive coordinator, his responsibilities, you know, he's, he's the guy in charge, and you start – sort of moving people around. And if you get into any kind of dogfight or any kind of close game and people are doing things for the first time, you just never know. But the truth is, like you said, it shouldn't really matter. And what it really is is a test of does the team know the assignment? And it seems, though, the it's a veteran team. And it's weird. You know, most new seasons in college football fan bases are looking forward to you know, the new quarterback or the new running back or the new wide receiver. Michigan brings back so many players that there's not a lot of new this year. It's it's, it's basically the return of a very veteran team. And so, um, I, I, you know, with that, I mean, they have a ton of leadership. They could, with the transfer portal, they could line up an offensive line with four guys that have either, either are a captain or have been a captain. 
<laughs> from at their various schools. Wow. And if you had a tight end from Indiana who was a captain, they could have five guys with their hands down in a you know in a heavy set that were all captains. So that's a that's a pretty pretty veteran team with a lot of leadership. Why did Michigan decide to self-impose this suspension for Harbaugh? Uh, I think it was an acknowledgement of secondary violations. And I think it was probably what they agreed to with the NCAA in their negotiations. And the NCAA negotiated into four, which had been reported. And then the, I think it's the Committee on Infractions that has to rubber stamp it, decided not to. And so Michigan said, all right, we'll go back to what we negotiated originally. Uh, and so we'll see. I, I don't, I, that's my speculation. They haven't spoken publicly about it, but that's my speculation as to why they decided to do it. J.J. McCarthy, we had some unknowns about him last year, but he answered a lot of those at the, by the end of last season. What's optimism like in Ann Arbor for McCarthy this year? Hi. Uh, you know, J.J. has put on some weight to be a little bit you know, more durable. Uh, he's, he's got an incredibly strong arm. He can run. He's an unquestioned leader. Um, you know, having seen him at practice and watched, uh, the, you know, the way he operates, very impressive. He's got, you know, receivers to work with that he's familiar with. The new quarterback coach, Kirk Campbell, was in the program as an analyst. J.J. loves him. He calls him a wizard. So there's a, there's a lot to like about J.J., and it's just a matter of going. Look, in the, the Fiesta Bowl, it was catastrophic mistakes. He threw three interceptions all season long through 13 games, and then he threw two pick sixes in in the fiesta ball and maybe part of that was michigan was in an unfamiliar place and getting behind by so much in the game but you know there were so many catastrophic mistakes in that game they got inside the five yard line twice and didn't score and they threw two pick sixes and credit tcu of course for all of that but uh, but the bottom line is those are from michigan when they look in the mirror that seems like a blown opportunity and things that they need to correct they've talked about the details and the details right down to when you put the weights back on the weight rack, the M has to be in the right place. And when you take your shoes off, you line them up a certain way. And those are uh, attention to details that permeate the entire program this off season. that they're just trying to make sure that they are as fine as they can be and exact as they can be on the margins so that they don't have mistakes that mm, cost them. That's interesting. Doug Karsh yeah. is the voice of the Wolverines. Final point is this first three games when Harbaugh is going to be out, East Carolina starting on Saturday, UNLV Bowling Green, they should be able to win those games easily. Then you get into the Big Ten schedule, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. I mean, it's a pretty light lift the first month in the Big Ten as well. Is the first challenge for Michigan traveling to East Lansing in almost late October? I mean, we, we get to do this, right? Uh, the team shouldn't <laughs> because that's one of the great things about college football is anything can happen. Um, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska, but that environment, have, yeah. incredibly, it's, it's incredibly difficult to play in. And, you know, Nebraska's got a ways to go to get back to where they were. And I think Minnesota's a bit of an unknown as they have to break in some, some new guys. But, I, I mean, if you look at the schedule, it's definitely backloaded. If, if things go as expected, which, of course, they never do, Things go as expected. Yeah, it's incredibly backloaded, and you know the the buzz about games late in the year, and you know the Michigan State game, the rivalry game, where they all throw out the records cliche. You couple that with a trip to State College is going to be just a, could be just wacky, and you know the '97 team played a, a what was it called Doomsday Saturday or whatever they dubbed that day, and 
uh, you know, Michigan and Penn State, both in the top four. And then Michigan won that day. And, you know, then obviously the, the one at the end against the Buckeyes, which is always just a great tradition and rivalry and great to be a part of. The schedule looks like this after the first month of the Big Ten schedule. At Michigan State, home to Purdue, then at Penn State, home to Maryland, or at Maryland, and then you get Ohio State at home. So Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State are all three of the final five games in the Big Ten this season for Michigan. And don't overlook Maryland. Maryland's an improved team, veteran quarterback. A lot of people think they are the fourth best team in the Big Ten East, which is arguably the strongest division in football. So I think Maryland is a team that's going to – they're going to beat somebody this year. You watch. I asked Paul Keels if he was ready for that road trip to Oregon as a conference game, and he said no. How does Doug Harsh feel? <laughs> I don't I don't love this. I, I love college football's regionality. It's part of its personality. And, look, we know what's going on. These are all decisions made for money, financial reasons. I feel terrible, terrible about what's happened to the Pac-12. I have no affiliation. I'm a Midwest kid. I'm a Big Ten guy. And I just it, it really bothers me that there is no Pac-12 and – you know, you, if, the, if the TV money, which is kind of driving all this, if it ever dries up, uh, I wonder if we'll get a return to the way it was. But um, probably not. I, I, I don't love it. Um, I mean, we welcome the new members, of course. But <laughs> if it were up to me, mm-hmm. there'd still be a Pac-12. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. Doug Karsh yep. joining us this morning on the show. Voice of the Michigan Wolverines. Massive expectations in Ann Arbor, which begins this weekend, opening weekend of the college football season. Doug, always great, man. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you, bud. When we come back here on the show, are the Houston Cougars ready for them Lone Star Boys? DA, CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Brand new PGP is out. The permission granted a podcast. Find it all the places that you get your pods. It's the show about the show, the show within the show. Houston Cougars are finally a member of the Big 12 this season. Remember that Texas and Texas A&M have stiff-armed, given the Heisman to Houston, out of the power conferences for a long time. When the Big 8 formed to be the Big 12, way back in the mid-90s, there was internal politics within the state of Texas that wanted to keep Houston at an arm's length. And so Texas and Texas A&M did not allow them to get invited. Baylor got the invitation that has always rubbed a lot of people in Texas the wrong way. And since, Houston's been trying to play catch-up. Now, finally, they're coming in, but only after Texas A&M leaves for the SEC, and now Texas is leaving for the SEC as well. And Dana Holgerson is now the head coach at Houston and has been the last couple of seasons, and said, quote, you know what? They're the reasons we weren't in the Big 12. Those two schools are the specific reasons why we haven't been to the Big 12 the last 28 years. So screw them. They can go wherever they want. They don't want us. We don't want them. So move on. Actually had Holgerson on the Jim Rome show and I filled in a couple of weeks ago and asked him about this. And he kind of expounded upon the 30-year history of Houston being shunned. You know, back in the 80s and early 90s, the Cougars 
we're maybe not on equal playing fields as a giant like Texas, but certainly was closer. And then, you know, there was, I think, always this sense that if you let Houston have the same exposure, the same resources that we do, if you're Texas, Texas A&M, maybe Texas Tech as well, it would be potentially a threat to to their existence in a big way. Remember, by the mid-'80s, Houston has a really good football program, has five slam-a-jamma, so Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon are dominating college basketball. Their track and field team is ridiculous. They've got a Heisman Trophy winner in Andre Ware in 1989. This is a school that, from a sports standpoint, exists in one of the deepest pools of high school talent in America, Houston. It's large, it's growing, it's always growing, and they are good at a lot of sports. There's money to be had around there, so there's good facilities But there's also places where, even where there's not money, there's really good talent. Houston has always been a hotbed. And so, if you let the Cougars get into a power conference, not as easy for Texas and A&M to go into that town, into that city, into those high schools, surrounding areas, suburbs, pick out those players. Well, now, Houston's got a real chance. They're in the Big 12. And I love Dana Holgerson saying this. Screw them! Do it our way. We don't want him here anyway. One of the most fascinating parts about the new Big 12 is how the new member schools will handle getting bigger payouts because there is a buy stock low on a program that could get very high in almost all of them. I mean, UCF, is in Orlando, which is a big market and a growing program. And what do you do with the deeper pockets when you have all of that talent around you? Cincinnati, the same way they've made a college football playoff and been one of the best group of five teams for a couple of years now. What happens when they now get power conference money? And Houston, which has been clawing and scratching for that and some respect for a long time and finally get it. Now they've got to now they got to play up. You know, even though Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, now those schools don't get to beat up on other schools of the group of five. Now you've got to play really good, deep-pocketed football schools that have tradition and lineage and organization and big crowds and big stadiums. But I think that's super interesting. BYU is a little bit different. BYU has played at a, a big school power conference style for a long time because they were independent and because they've kind of bounced around different conferences, but that as well. I mean, BYU now gets a much bigger check. So so how do they how do they respond? I think that's a huge thing. And for Houston, it's gotta be like, hey, like me now. But they get a chance on the way out with Texas this year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.